Uh, we'll start again. Jeremiah 7.24. God speaking, my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backwards instead of forwards. Who wants to go forwards in life? I want to go forwards. I don't want to be going backwards. I want to go forwards. Just like when I was at school, I didn't want to go to year 10 and go back to year 9. I want to go into year 11. And there's so many things in our life. When I play video games, I don't want to go backwards a level. I want to go forwards. I don't want to get zero victory hours. I want to get 10 victory hours in Fortnite. But I want to go forwards, right? And so today we're looking at that, going forwards, not backwards. I've never really preached on relationships. Can everyone go, ooh, like... Ooh. So I've never really preached on love or relationships, but and I'm not really today, but I think there's going to be keys and elements of the Bible and God, how he wants to set us up to have healthy relationships when that happens. And so there'll be a few points where I believe if you can apply that to your life, you'll be able to have a healthy relationship. Who's ever heard the statement, um, be the person that you're, the person, be the person uh, no, I don't know how it goes. It's some quote, but it's basically like, if you want to, if there's someone that you want to marry, be the person that person wants to marry. The quote's something like that. And so I want to encourage you to be the person that the person you're looking for is looking for. All right. And so these things can help you be the person the person you're looking for is looking for. Does that make sense? So rather than like me, one thing like I think, I want, I, can't, I don't really want to say the word because I get in trouble. I want an attractive wife. But at the same point, if I want an attractive wife, I've got to make sure that I'm attractive, if that makes sense. Because otherwise, it's like, it's got to work both ways. Who knows what I mean? I'm happy to help out my sisters, but they've got to be able to help out me. All right? And so, that's what we're going to talk about. So, I'm going to say 1 Peter. 1 Peter. So, not 1 Peter at the back, in the book of the Bible, right? So, there's a book called 1 Peter. And because uh, we're going to have 10 Peters one day. Who, who reckons that? Maybe 30 Peters. Who knows? We're about, to have, and we're, we're about to call them by their last names. Me at school, this is a quick, just random as, I went to school and there was three Joshes. And so there was like, I, they called me Santo and they called other one Wyatt and the other one, because there's another Josh. So it was like Josh, Josh and Josh or Joshua, Josh. But keep going. So 1 Peter 3, and we're going to read verses 3 to 5. And it says this. 1 Peter 3, 3 to 5. Don't be concerned about outward beauty or fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. I'm going to pray. Is that cool? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we right now want you to come with and meet us. We want to hear what your word has to say and apply it to our lives, that we go forwards, not backwards. We don't want to be the people that don't listen. We want to be the people that are obedient and go to greater levels in life. And we want to be the people that the one, that relationships that we're looking for, those people, we are the ones that they're after as well. And everyone said, amen. So I'm going to read verse five again. It says this, this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God. And so if you're taking notes, write that down. Put your trust in God and you will be attractive. That's the first thing. You've got to have your trust in God and that's an attractive thing. Tell the person next to you, trust God. That's an attractive thing. That's an attractive thing. And so if you take for the title, we're going to title this Character Cosmetics. Everyone say that. Character Cosmetics. 
Character cosmetics. Who knows what a cosmetic is? Who knows what a cosmetic is? Makeup, yes. And so uh, people, I believe, are on an endless journey chasing after beauty. Who knows what I'm talking about? So many TV shows are about going from ugly to beauty, going from cringy to beautiful. Who knows what I'm talking about? That's what all TV shows are about. For example, Pimp My Ride. Who, like, who knows that show? Pimp My Ride. And so what? It's about getting some ugly car that sh- somehow rolls along the street like the Flintstones. It's got like holes so big in it. They're like Flintstones. Like, <laughs> who knows the Flintstones? Yeah. So the cars are so bad. They go to Pimp My Ride. Neck minute, they've got like Hillsong worshipping on the back, like live. <laughs> who knows what I'm talking about? They, they pimp the car. And so they, there's this journey of going from ugly to, to good. And so no one takes their car to pimp my ride and then it goes backwards. Like they don't go, all right, like how can we make this car worse? No, they want to go forwards and better. It's so funny. One episode I remember, the car was so bad, they just said, we can't even fix this. They literally like, like got rid of the car, got a brand new car and made it even better. And so I believe for some things within our life, it can be so messed up, so bad. God's not right. He goes, you know what? We're going to completely just wipe this out and give you a brand new better life. Who agrees with that? So, but with our lives physically, as we read before about, we can be worried about jewelry or, or he- crazy hairstyles or fancy hairstyles, whatever it's said. But I believe for us, we, people in society, they can worry about getting tanned. So they go to like this tanning salon and like, you see the bodybuilders and all that, they get all the tans up um, or Botox. Um, I reckon Botox is the most ugliest thing though, personally. I don't think, I don't, I'd like to be in the mind when I get to the age where I need Botox and like to understand why they think, yeah, I look better than what I did before. Because I'm like, no, <laughs> it doesn't work. But obviously makeup is, a, is, comedic, is cosmetic such as lipstick or powder applied to the face used to alter, enhance or improve appearance. Right? That's why we use cosmetics because we want them to improve how we look. Yeah, well, Carla, I think, is Carla, oh, maybe, I don't know. And so... But can I say there's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with personal hygiene. Who would agree? Who, who likes sitting next to someone in church that brushes their teeth? Come on, somebody. I love a good fresh breath. There's nothing worse than you have that like. Have they showered in a week or is that their breath? It's like, please have a mint. Or, or, but even showering, that's a good thing, you. Don't be like the Josh of year eight that was like, parents asked you, Josh, when was the last time you shower? Last month. That is not a good thing. Personal hygiene is good. Have showers. Wash your hair. That's a good thing. You're allowed to wash your hair. And so um, even with makeup, I'm, I've got nothing against makeup, but I will say this. Don't, don't let me ask you, do you need some face with that makeup? Makeup is good, but don't have more fa- makeup than face, all right? Because otherwise it's a bit like... Carl, see you under there? Yeah, don't be a cake face. But makeup's good. But just don't go over the top because oh, I'm just helping you out. That's the truth. And so ask Mariah about that. And she'll help you out because she learned that lesson the hard way. But she's, she's uh, we'll keep going. So Proverbs 19, to, Proverbs, before I say anything, that can get me in trouble. Proverbs 19, 22. Loyalty makes a person attractive. Everyone say that. Loyalty, attractive. So loyalty makes a person attractive. It is better to be poor than dishonest. And so if you're taking notes, the first one there is, so it, it's not really a cosmetic as such, but uh, a thing that God wants our character to look like is loyalty. Loyalty is a thing that God 
teaches us that helps us have an attractive character. And so um, what is loyalty? It's trustworthiness and it's been consistent. So if we want to have an attractive lifestyle, we've got to be loyal. We've got to be trusted. We've got to be consistent because that's something that people go, that I like that. I, I, that is pleasant. And so do you have that kind of a lifestyle when you need it? And so things that aren't loyal is when you give up, when you quit. That, that it's unattractive. It's ugly. It's yuck. Who's ever had a yucky f- meal before when it's just like burnt? Like who knows, like say your mum makes or your dad will cook and it's good. And then you go to do it and then it's like... That was not as good as what my parents can do. And it's yuck. But when it's good and consistent and right, you go, that is good. And so we've got to have that loyal kind of a thing. Gossip is not loyalty. Rumors are not loyalty. When you hear people gossiping, did you hear what Carlos did? Did you hear what Pete did? Did you hear what Josh did? Did you hear what Carmel did? That is not loyal. That's a gossip and a a rumor. And we've got to go, you know what? That's my boy, what you're saying. But if I hear that, it stops with me. And I'm not going to spread that because I am loyal. And even if it is the truth and it's bad, I'm someone that's going to help calm be better, not someone else that just spreads it on and brings the ugliness around. Another one is what's not loyal is backstabbing. Who hates someone when you get backstabbed? I hate that. And so that is not backstabbing. So like um, back rubbing, I guess, is the opposite to that. I don't know. But when you're encouraging someone and you're bringing life to someone, that is loyalty. Because you go, you know what, I'd, far, I'd much rather be loyal than the opposite. Other things are, compromises are ugly. Who knows what I'm talking about? There's loyalty and then there's compromises. And compromises are just ugly and disgusting. And it is not an attractive thing for your character. And so I want to encourage, so Psalms 15.4, it's going to be on the screen. It says this, keep your promises even when it hurts. And so I love, it's like my favorite Bible verse ever. Keep your promises even when it hurts. And that's what loyalty is. If you want to know a definition of loyalty, it's keeping your promise even when it hurts. And so do you make compromises in your life or do you keep your promises even when it hurts? An example could be is that you, you might get asked to do something and you go, you know, so Carlos might say, hey, Josh, can you help me uh, do this or that? Okay, Carlos. And I might have a situation come up and be like, oh, Josh, do you want to come with the movies? My loyalty is tested. Well, I had my word to Carlos as I was going to help him or do I go, no, I'm going to compromise and watch the movie. And so, but... A loyal person says, no, I want to keep my promise even when it hurts. Even when there's a better option, the loyal person says, no, I'm keeping my promise. And so do you compromise or are you loyal? There's other things. Are you loyal to Jesus or do you compromise? So Jesus may say, you know what? You've got to live a pure life. You know what? You've got to uh, honor your parents. You know what? You've got to be uh, a, trust, a trustworthy person. But then a compromise might come. You know what? Don't do what your mom and dad say. No one else does. That is a compromise that we go, you know what, no, even if all my friends don't honor their parents, I'm not going to compromise to that. I'm going to remain loyal to my parents. Are you loyal to the Holy Spirit? Are you loyal to Jesus? Because we're going to make the commitment to go, you know what, God, when you speak to us, we will be obedient. We're not going to compromise to fear. We're not going to compromise to these other things that say, I can't, I won't. But God, if you said it, we'll be obedient and we'll do it. So that's what loyalty is. That's the first point. Second one, 1 Timothy 2.10 says this, For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things they do. And so a lot of these Bible verses are talking about women, but I think it's just as much uh, appropriate for males, that men and women should both be attractive by the things that they do. But I want to say this, it's not just what you do, it's how you do it. So you're not just attractive by what you do, you're attractive by how you do it. And so to continue on, 
Confidence is attractive. Everyone say that. Confidence is attractive. And so, but we can't make the mistake between confidence and arrogance. Too often we make the mistake by thinking confidence is arrogance, but they're not the same thing. Confidence and arrogance are different. So arrogance is a know-it-all. Who doesn't like know-it-alls? I, I dislike know-it-alls. Who doesn't like cocky people who think they're the best? Yeah, I don't like it. Or that super, superiority, um, ego. Often, the, who, oh, I don't like to admit it because I'm the oldest sibling, but often the oldest sibling can be a bit like arrogant. Like who knows that if you're a younger sibling and the oldest sibling just seems like they're the best. And <laughs> Sean, look at him. <laughs> and so, um, but with that, that super, that know-it-all arrogance, that is not cool and it's not attractive because you're like, you don't, and so like that's when you're the younger one and you beat them in something, you're like, yes, it's the best because it's like, you just, you're rubbing that arrogance in the dirt and you go, yeah, that's right, bring them back down to level. But arrogance, or confidence, sorry, is not arrogance. And so this is what confidence is. It's not a fake it till you make it. Some people think confidence is, oh, you just fake, oh, yeah, I'm confident, I'll fake it till I make it. Well, that's not confidence, that what I'm talking about either. Com- so rather than letting fear control you or, or uh, making excuses, like making excuses stepping out, you trust in God. That's, and we read that at the start. Um, the women of old were beautiful or attractive, I can't remember the exact word, by putting their trust in God. And that's what confidence is. Confidence is going, you know what? I may be fearing this. I may not be confident to step out in this, but I will But I, I will stand and be confident in it because I trust God and I trust his purposes in my life. And so uh, things like people let control them is anxiety, fear, worry, scared. But we've got to go, you know what? No, we're not going to let those things control us. We're going to do things in a confident way despite the anxiousness, the fear, the worry, and step out and be confident and let God move within us and we're going to trust him in our future. And so Isaiah 32 eight says this, but the generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in their generosity. Who heard that last week at church for the margin message? You should have. And I love it what it says in the New King James Version. It says like this, but a generous man devises generous things and by generosity he shall stand. That's confidence. So the way you stand about things, that's confidence. If, if you can stand in generosity, that's saying, you know what? I am confident enough to be generous and to release my, um, my money. And so as it says there, um, the generous person, they're intentional. They're deliberate. They plan, they devise, they scheme to do generous things. And that's boldness. So to be confident and to be bold is, is synonymous. So, well, is that the right way to say it? Synonymous? And I, I believe that we're going to be a place of bold people that are confident that despite, not bold, Carlos, bold. We, we're not going to be a bold, a bold, uh, not confused, bold, bold. We are going to be bold. We're not going to be bold, but we're going to take risks. And go, you know what, we're going to scheme, we're going to be intentional, we're going to be deliberate in what we do, and we're going to be confident and stand, despite the fear, despite the worry, because we believe God has better for us than not having any confidence. Because when we have confidence, that's attractive. If, you, if there's someone just like in the corner, like going like, like being all whingy or sooky, it's not attractive. But when there's someone, like even in sport, when you're watching sport, if there's someone just like, just sitting, like sitting in the corner of the, of the field, the pitch, the oval, whatever you play on, it's not attractive. When you see someone that they may not have the best skills, they may not be the best talent, but they're confident, it is so much more attractive to watch 
than the, the person who has all the skills and has no confidence. And so I want to encourage you, whether it's you pursuing a relationship, whatever it is, people that actually have confidence and go, you know what, we're going to step out for God is far more attractive than the, those that go, have all the skill and don't step out and do anything. And so then coming co- towards the end, Isaiah 52, 7, it's going to be on the screen, says this, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who bring good news. And then we're going to look at, so with that, we're going to look at Romans uh, 10, Romans 10, and then verses 13 to 15, when I open my string ability in my Bible. Romans 10, uh, and then 13 to 15 says this, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Can everyone say that? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord or the name of the Lord will be saved. And so how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messenger who bring good news. And I love that there. Um, How beautiful are the feet of the messenger who bring good news. And so you may have the ugliest looking feet. Can I encourage you not to Google ugly feet? I did it yesterday and I was like nearly gagging because there are some ugly looking feet out there. But you you might have the ugliest looking feet like I saw on Google Images and just like, near vomiting because they're so bad. But, you know, like CLR, calcium, lime, and rust are gone. And there's that ad. I, I believe that God, in a way, can like CLR our feet, that, that toe hairs, gone. Warts, gone. Toe jam, gone. Um, those ugly-looking toenails that are just like crawling everywhere, gone. And so, because God wants to have, have beautiful feet, not ugly feet, that when we bring messages Hopefully it makes sense. I don't know what. Um, and so I believe God wants you to go from cringe toy Joe to the next top foot model. All right. So who knows? Like, and that's another thing. I encourage you to look up like hand models on YouTube. It's funny as I saw this person. They're so particular about their hands being perfect for modeling. They wear gloves for everything. And they're like, you know how you might say use your f- fingernail to like do jobs. She uses like t- like toothpicks and other things because she can't afford to wreck her beautiful hands for modelling. But I believe that uh, God wants to have a an ability in us that makes our ugly feet attractive. But more so than that, we're not really talking about physical. That was just a bit of a joke. But with um, that it talked about there um, how good it is for the like the, how beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news? And who knows what the good news is? That's the gospel. The good news is the message of Jesus. The good news is that Jesus saves. But as I said there, how would anyone know if no one tells them? How would anyone know if no one's sent? And we're going to be a youth ministry that sends youth into the world that bring good news. And so uh, when you go into a situation and people see you walking in, do they go, oh, no, Carmel's here? Or do they go, Oh, no. Oh, wow. Carmel's here. Because if you have ugly feet, if you bring in an ugly message, when they see you're, you're marching in, they either go, oh, no, or they go, this is awesome. And I believe that each of you can have the walk that people go, that is awesome. I need what they have. And, and so we're going to be a place that goes, you know what, young person, you can be sent out and you can be a person that 
Uh, if your feet are ugly, f- spiritually speaking, you can have good feet because you're bringing a good message where you go to see the heaven on earth in those environments. And so, uh, w- and I believe you can be intentional, deliberate. You can plan, devise, and scheme ways to share the gospel and the love of Jesus into wherever you are and have the good-looking feet because it's like it's just a beautiful thing. And so, as we talked about earlier about the Pink My Ride, our feet are our ride. Who would agree with that? So, like... Um, Back in their day, you, you, we wouldn't have a text message or an email. You literally had to have people run and tell a message. And so it'd be like, you'd be like, all right, Carlos, can you go over to Wyala and deliver the message? Next minute, Carlos is just like, Doo-doo-doo-doo. and today we have like vehicles and stuff. And so ba- basically, Jesus wants to pimp our feet. And so we got to get, get into a place where we go say, Holy Spirit, may you pimp our feet. <laughs> may you pimp our ride in a, in a way that, we have something beautiful to bring. Because that's what it's about. It's not necessarily about the toe jam or the toe hairs. It's about the message that those things represent and carry. And so what's carrying you? The message of Jesus or just just ugly nothingness? And so I wanna I wanna I wanna leave us with that with the thought of going, God, how can you turn my ugly spiritual feet into something beautiful and attractive? Because Jesus wants to make us attractive. So I think what point one was loyalty. Point two was. No, I missed. I must have not shared it correctly. Point two is confidence. Confidence and boldness. So point one is loyalty. Point two is confidence and boldness. Those things are attractive. So if we can do that, we're going to live lives where. We're, we're attractive. And then finally, with the boldness, we're going to have a bold, confident hope that we're going to go, God, we're going to carry the message of Jesus. And that can then be the, the character, with those character cosmetics, we're able to then see our ugliness of feet go to beautiful feet. And people go, wow, that's awesome. And so, what we're going to do just quickly, Pete's is going to put up a, a video. I just want to encourage us to stand and just sing. We, we've sung at church a few times. We should know the song fairly well. And I'm, I'm just going to quickly pray then believe that we can see God um, uh, just touch us and believe that we can be the people that carry the message of Jesus with beautiful feet. So God, we right now just thank you for uh, the, the journey you want to bring us on in life. We want to have an attractiveness from you that's not outward based. It's not uh, 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 physically based, but it's based on the principles of heaven. And so we want the character that is a, that is attractive through loyalty, through confidence, through boldness. And finally, God, we want to be people that bring the message of the Jesus, the message of the gospel that we see them saved. And because they won't be saved unless we go. They won't be saved unless we speak up. So we just thank you, God, that you're going to use us to be the difference. Amen.